Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and producer of Krenitsia, The Well, a podcast series about interesting and noteworthy Ukrainians from around the world. Today is Thursday, May 5th, 2022, and we are now in day 71 of the Russo-Ukraine War. This episode is produced for the Ukrainian Weekly, a newspaper that has focused on the Ukrainian community around the globe since 1933. And our guest today is Natalia Brandafi, who is the COO of a company called Meast America. Welcome, Natalia. How are you? Hello. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. So to start off with, I'd like to get some background about your education and professional career and probably most importantly about your Ukrainian roots. Absolutely. I was born and grew up in Rohatin, an ancient Ukrainian town in Ivano-Frankivsk region, um, whose history covers eight centuries. It was founded in 1184. I came from Ukraine in March of 1993, right after graduation from the university in Chernivtsi, a city in southwest of Ukraine. Right after graduation, I remember purchasing a pair of boots, which cost me my whole monthly salary. So that's the economics we inherited from the Soviet Union as Ukraine became an independent nation. Having the knowledge of English language at the age of 22, I decided to travel to the U.S. to learn and experience new opportunities. Jewelry Department of Fortune of Store was my first place of work in the U.S. where I experienced customer service and sales in a capitalist economy for the first time in my life. I came to work for Miss America in 1996. While managing Miss America, I felt the need for additional and better education, and I entered Seton Hall University. I earned my MBA in supply chain management at Seton Hall. I also took courses at Harvard Executive Education, and I am regularly uh, taking online courses as, as the current economy requires us to do so today. So when was MIST founded and where? And of course, in Ukrainian, the word MIST means bridge. Why was the company founded? And how many staff members do you have now and where are they located? Thank you. MIST Corporation was founded in 1989 in Canada. And then in 1995, MIST America, a U.S. corporation, was founded in New Jersey. With the fall of the Soviet Union, mass unemployment, lawlessness, and corruption pushed many Ukrainians to immigrate in search of better lives in Canada and the U.S. As Ukrainians became established, these new immigrants to the West needed to ship assistance back to their families in Ukraine. MIST was established to solve this problem for them. Uh, later, in 2011, after my graduation from Seton Hall, my team and I started new service, delivering of goods from American online stores for our new segment of customers, residents of Ukraine and other countries, who had become already global shoppers. Before the war, Miss America employed 108 employees. Now the company... Um, employ 79 employees. We were unable to retain some on our team due to the loss of business in this Russia's war against Ukraine. 
So how did NIST and NIST America become involved in facilitating humanitarian relief for Ukraine during the war? The war was a tremendous blow to our business. For a couple of days, we were shocked by both the images of Russian armored vehicles and tanks moving into Ukraine in great numbers and the loss of about 85% of our business. However, as we know, a good idea for any business usually comes from customers. So did the need to ship humanitarian aid to Ukraine came from our customers in the U.S. and in Ukraine. They were calling our office with the request to ship humanitarian aid to people in Ukraine. Within a couple of days, we reorganized our operations to ship relief supplies. For the first three weeks, we were receiving deliveries of charity cargo almost every 15 minutes. We operated seven days a week. I understand that NIST has a New Jersey warehouse that's fully dedicated to the shipment of relief supplies supplies to Ukraine. What changes had to be made in the company to facilitate this? And what types of supplies are being shipped today? A percentage of relief supplies that we ship to Ukraine uh, changes. One week, it is 90% of our volume. Another week, it is 40%. And yes, we did have to reorganize our operations. We also updated our software to track relief supplies in our warehouse as well as in transit. Medical supplies and technical supplies are in the highest demand in Ukraine right now, and we ship the biggest volume of them. We partnered also with the Ukrainian American Coordinating Council and Razorm organizations to ship body armor, protective vests, helmets. Every week we ship on average about 20,000 pounds of them. Clothing for Ukrainian defendants and food. These are the items that are needed in Ukraine the most right now. Natalia, what are some of the logistical issues for getting supplies to Ukraine? And what are some of the major issues in supply chain management that you've had to deal with on a daily basis during the war? While almost all global companies stopped crossing the border and delivering into Ukraine, MIST continues providing delivering to Ukraine, including relief supplies. However, MIST lost many employees in different regions of Ukraine. Some people migrated to bordering countries. Others ran from rocket bombing into other regions or businesses fully lost in some areas. So restoring logistics in in these regions in Ukraine is challenging. And Right now, there is no safe place in Ukraine. And so what you're suggesting then is that your loss of employees in Ukraine has made it difficult actually to get supplies where they're needed, correct? That's correct, yes. Can you mention some of the organizations and companies that are working with MIS to get supplies to Ukraine? There is a number of organizations which are doing amazing work and shipping large volume of humanitarian supplies to Ukraine. Personally, I'm inspired by their work. Razom is one of them. Its volunteers are working daily in our warehouse today, preparing first aid kits for Ukrainian defendants. 
Nova Ukraine, Ukrainian National Women's League of America, Ukrainian churches in our communities, revived soldiers, Ukrainian Federation of America, US-Ukraine Foundation in DC, Afia Foundation. These are the organizations that ship with us and they are working on a weekly basis to deliver humanitarian aid to Ukraine. Ukrainian embassy and Ukrainian consulate in New York City are also very much involved. And besides, many individuals, our customers, regularly bring relief supplies to our warehouse. Our authorized dealers also work regularly to ship relief supplies to Ukraine. And you mentioned volunteers for Razom. Uh, what role do volunteers play in shipping relief supplies to Ukraine? Volunteers play a tremendous role in shipping relief supplies. The first few weeks, uh, we announced free shipping of humanitarian aid to Ukraine by air. We were receiving, uh, as I mentioned prior, truckloads of humanitarian aid every 15 minutes in our warehouse. And we had to inspect it for hazardous goods, as well as uh, goods exports of which is regulated by the U.S. government. So for weeks, we had from 10 to sometimes 100 volunteers working daily, inspecting and sorting the relief supplies in our warehouse. We would not be able to ship that humanitarian aid without them in a timely manner. And in addition, we were the recipients of generosity and acts of kindness from many Americans. Uh, I remember an elderly couple, residents of our town here in Woodbridge, walking into our office and giving us $500 to transport for humanitarian aid to Ukraine. A gentleman from Boston uh, emailed us and offered to buy lunch for our entire team. Uh, he also sent us a check for $70,000 later in the day to help pay for the transport of medical supplies and food for Ukraine. In another instance, a representative of an American New Jersey nonprofit organizations who I had no prior knowledge of called me in the morning asking to write a letter to his foundation about our work and what funds were needed. He promised that he will be able to help us financially in the amount, maybe twenty dollars or $50,000. By the end of the day, he called to tell me that their board of directors unanimously voted to send us a check for $100,000. That's quite a story. Yes, I actually witnessed uh, these acts of uh, kindness and generosity from Ukrainian-Americans and and Americans for the first time of my life. These are the kinds of generosity that I only had read in books prior to, to this war. Natalia, I know that you work for MEAST America, but does MEAST in Canada and other places around the world have a similar relief shipment operation to Ukraine at the current time? I definitely know that uh, MIST in Canada is doing so, yes. Uh, I'm following 
their operations and also in touch with them on a weekly basis. Our MIST offices and warehouse in Europe, in England, in Germany, are also working on shipping humanitarian aid to Ukraine. Natalia, unfortunately, we're just about out of time, but I did want to ask you one more question. What has been your greatest success since the war in Ukraine began in February? And what has been your greatest challenge? Well, within the first week of the war, we lost almost all of our revenue. So within a couple of days, we organized our operations from shipping parcels to handling about 250,000 pounds of relief supplies weekly. So at the same time, we had to work on fundraising daily to cover the cost of transporting humanitarian aid. The loss of revenue was the biggest blow to us. So this was both our greatest success and our greatest challenge. Natalia, if our audience wants to find out about uh, East America, where can they go online? Yes, uh, our audience can uh, check our website at us.mist.com. And we have information about shipping humanitarian aid there, as well as shipping parcels to individuals in Ukraine. Thank you so much for joining us today, Natalia. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. I have been speaking with Natalia Brandafi, who is the COO of a company in the U.S. by the name of Mist America. And this episode of Krenitsia was produced for the Ukrainian Weekly, a newspaper that has focused on the global Ukrainian community since 1933. And I'm Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Krenitsia. Until next time, that's all for now.